Hi there, welcome to Talk Canny Cross. I'm Janetta George. And I'm Gail Walker. We're here today to talk all things Canny Cross, the fun way to get fit with your dog. So each month we'll be joined by a special guest or two. We'll hear from professionals, regular Canny Crossers, and also dog and human experts in their field. It will be real people and real stories. So we hope you'll join us, whether it's for training tips, dog talk, or just for fun and encouragement. This is Talk Canny Cross, brought to you by DogFit. And don't forget to hit subscribe and keep in touch with all things Canny Cross. Hello and welcome to our latest Talk Canny Cross podcast. Today we're joined by two of our DogFit trainers, Steph Bishop and Marianne Mulder. As well as coaching Canny Cross classes for adults, they actively encourage children to take part. In fact, Canny Cross is a really wonderful hobby that families can enjoy together. And in fact, for some children, it's much more exciting running with dogs on the trails than being dragged out on a long, boring walk with their parents. Um, And many people may actually be surprised to hear that children can take part in Canny Cross. So long as the right guidelines are in place, you know, there's no reason why they can't. In fact, as a company, we actively encourage juniors to get involved. You know, we see it as as a really fun way to introduce them to running and also general fitness. So, you know, we've had numerous stories that um you know we've, we've heard from our trainers and in fact we even sell a canny cross belt that's specially designed for children in fact so, so that it fits their smaller hip measurements um anyway so first of all i just wanted to say a big welcome to steph and marianne thank you so much for joining us today it's really good to have you both here steph and marianne um i think for the benefit of people listening could you just briefly introduce us yourselves and um also which area of the country you're in as well hi uh, i am steph bishop i am the dog fit trainer for the northeast hans area i run classes in ash and um, normandy which are villages just to the west of guildford um, and i run with my sprocker spaniel rufus who is now six years old and has been running since he was one Hi, my name is Marianne and I'm a fitness instructor and the dog food trainer for Flincher and Wrexham in North Wales. Um, I live in a very busy house, my five daughters, my partner and my two dogs. And I have a collie spaniel cross called Chewy, who will be four this spring. And he came to us as a private rehome from a family who couldn't cope with his exercise needs. And I also have a pointer spaniel cross called Miko, who we rescued from a kill shelter in Spain. And I can cross with both of them, mostly at the same time. Um, they're very different personalities, but they both absolutely love the sport. Chewy is very much tuned into me, and we have a very close bond. Miko is a little bit more aloof and has a massive prey drive, so Candy Cross is a perfect way for him to focus on the job and meet his exercise needs, while obviously not being let off the lead and staying attached to me at all times. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, Marianne, because um, you know, we, we, as you know, you know, a lot of clients come to us for that very reason, dogs that they can't let off the lead. And um, yeah. it's a really great way that they still get their exercise and you don't have to worry about um, them running off or, any, or oh, getting no, into any Oh, no, it would be problems. a disaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is Chewy a bit of um, a hint at what he's like? <laughs> uh, Chewy uh, is wonderful. He's, he's, we are so super close, but he's also a little bit um, giddy at times. So I prefer to have him on the lead with me. So a double double setup for us works an absolute dream. Yeah. So I'm curious, Marianne, and then, then Steph afterwards, um, how did you actually discover Canny Cross in the first place? And, you know, what, what drove you to want to become a dog fit trainer and teach others? Um, yeah. I was working as a laboratory analyst, so a completely different career to what I'm doing now. And uh, that's when we got Chewy. 
And while I was at work, I had this whole thing about leaving the dog at home, going to work, coming out at my lunch times, walking the dog. And I was, it was just making me really, really unhappy, knowing especially he'd come from a family that couldn't give him the exercise I needed. I was also kind of not perpetuating that. It was a lot better, but it was, I feel, still not right for his needs. So um, on top of that, I decided that sitting on a chair all day was just really not how I pictured my life either. So I really wanted to refocus my career towards exercise and fitness. And I then uh, enrolled to become a fitness instructor and a personal trainer while still working in my laboratory job. Um, when I qualified, I was a little bit disillusioned. And it turned out that working in a gym didn't tick my boxes either. Um, I really, really wanted to be outdoors. So when I saw a lady near me on Facebook doing Canning Cross, I was absolutely intrigued. Um, I'd not really seen it before. I'd kind of heard about it before. And initially, I did what a lot of people do. I bought a hands-free running kit just of Amazon, and I strapped it to myself and the dog, and off we went. It was fun, but it wasn't the most comfortable experience in the world, to be honest. And that's when I really started to do some research into the kit. And I realized there was actually such a thing as a canny cross waist belt and a canny cross harness for the dog. So I quickly upgraded to the proper kit and that was it. I was totally hooked then. Um, but I was still very much doing it on my own, occasionally dropping in on some local social groups. And then I came across DogFit and you guys were putting on a dog fit training workshop and that was it. I qualified and that means for the last two years, I'm kind of living the dream now of working oh. in the outdoor gym and teaching other people how to get started with their dog too. Um, most definitely the most rewarding thing I've ever done. I love watching people on the introduction sessions and the smiles on their faces and the, the dogs having a great time. So Steph, um, let, let's hear from you and um, your discovery of Canny Cross, how you got into the sport. And also maybe you could touch on some of the classes that you were running before lockdown, um, before obviously we were restricted and hopefully we'll be back out there soon. But talk to us about the classes that you run. So um, I got into Canny Cross when I had started running with a friend and then when my dog was of the right age, he started joining us. And like everyone else, I bought a running waist belt off Amazon, which was really rubbish and kind of did the job once I duct taped it a few times. Um, and essentially, I was just trying to find a way to get fit with friends. So there's some motivation to get out there and also have it fit in with my schedule with young kids. Um, and now all my group runs with a lot of my clients. They're in exactly the same situation. They've got young kids. They want to find a fitness regime that is really fun for them to get out and they can exercise the dog at the same time and they can do it at times that fit around their kids and they can go out in the evenings once the kids are in bed and don't have to think about how to get to a gym rush over there and then get to walk the dog afterwards and try and fit in all the other extra things you have to do um so yeah a lot of my exercise classes now are all the um the mums that have come out with the dog and left the kids at home with the other half to deal with and that's most of my group runs <laughs> So on, on that subject of children, because that's obviously what we're chatting about primarily today. So what changed from obviously taking the parents out for Canny Cross sessions to actually having an interest in encouraging, encouraging juniors, you know, children? Can you tell us a bit about that, Steph? Almost 
on a selfish perspective first because I couldn't during the school holidays run a lot of the classes when I still had the kids hanging around with me so I'd often say to clients if you ever want to bring a kid along I'll have my children and we can all run together and see how they get on so it was um, kind of set off purely on the basis that I needed to do something with my kids and other people could then do the same thing. I guess that kids talk, don't they, as well? And I guess if they're, they're talking in the school about their mum canny crossing and, and joining in, then that probably asks their friends questions as well. This sounds like a great thing that they can do with their family dog. So, so Mariana, you, so you, you've got your daughter canny crosses as well, doesn't she? Yes, Erin is 15 and she asked me just one day after we got Miko, very soon after we got him, if she could have a go and I was pleasantly surprised um, that she did ask but um, I went yes absolutely have a go and she progressed really really quickly to be honest she found it so much fun she did have the odd little bit of fear and you hear it in a lot of adults as well when they first start what if the dog pulls me over that very much applied to Erin as well but um, on our very first outing we walked from home so I got her all kitted up at home and we literally went from the front door. So if there was any issues or she just didn't fancy any more five minutes down the road, we could just go home. So there was very little pressure on her. Um, as it turned out, we were out for a good hour and she absolutely had an amazing time. That's lovely. I was going to ask yeah. you what her reaction was. I mean, obviously she she loved it I, by the sound of it. And, yeah, yeah I, I made I made sure I took an awful lot of pictures and her face is just, she, her hair's like trailing behind her. It's, it's an amazing <laughs> yeah. action shot. She absolutely loved it. And so did the dog because, you know, the dog put in a bit of extra effort because I was ahead with the other one. And yeah, it was just a really good mother-daughter bonding kind of um, time. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually, that you, you say that because we always think about, you know it's like the children bonding with the dog and it's a great way to get them out running but in a fun way than just because they don't see it so much as exercise but that whole point you make about bonding with the parent as well is actually really yes. important isn't it lockdown for us even you know obviously yeah. for everybody it's been very very hard having the children at home but at the same time our communication, mine and Erin's communication during lockdown massively, massively improved because we really put in an awful lot of miles over the summer. And not only was I teaching her to canny cross, we, there was so much more. If she had any issues with her homeschool and she could talk about it without any pressure, just being outside away from all the distractions of home. Um, and we talked about plants, about trees, a lot of the stuff we saw outside. And I even bought a um, ordnance survey map for the local area that we were in. And we had to go with navigation. We, we learned an awful lot and we, we bonded amazingly over the summer. All right. So it's a fabulous sport that you, that you can share um, with children. And obviously that whole respect for the dog and, and the fact that they're running together as a partnership so, Steph, I know obviously you've run a, a few classes um, and with families. Do the families that have joined your classes, is it that, have they come along specifically for the children to do it or because they're already doing it themselves and they, they think it would be a great thing for the children to try? What's that sort of balance with people that have come to your family classes? Uh, so most of the people that come to my classes for the junior sessions are adults that already canny cross and they want to share 
the love of the sport with the child and it's often um, the younger kids who I think struggle to get into running to begin with because it's not not an exciting sport you're not playing it as a team it's not competitive you're just out there running and I think it's those parents that want to who already love it and they want their children to learn how great it can be as well. So Steph I'm curious to know but you know how do you um, tackle the whole question around children taking part in canyon cross because obviously we have to have certain restrictions and safety measures and guidelines in place so how do you approach that when one of your clients comes to you with their and their child coming to you wants to get involved in canyon cross and you know do you have certain um do you do you change those guidelines depending on the child's age as well yeah absolutely so when um you do a coaching qualification with england's athletics they ensure you so that you can run with any child 12 and above with your CIB check. Um, most children I've had are actually below 12. So I've always asked the parent or carer to be with us. And then it means they can also be attached to the dog with the child to make it a really safe way for them both to exercise together without the dog just running off with the child attached to them. Um, so actually having the, pres- the adult parent carer always there present is a much useful way to run the class in a safe way anyway. So they're both obviously enjoying it together and they're both wearing um, obviously their canicross belts, two lines. And do you advise then that the the parent or the carer is is running, they're taking the pull from the dog with the the child joining in? How how are you advising that when they start running? Absolutely, yeah. The the easiest way to manage it is if um, the parent has a slightly different line length so then they can run behind the child, which makes the child feel the pull. But the, chair, the parent can be quite in control of that line and um, kind of steer the dog if they need to or pull the line in towards them. So even though the child's feeling a the pull, they can't get completely taken away by the dog. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you've got a great big Labrador and a small child, it's um, got to make sure that the, the parent is the one that's obviously taking the, the pull, but the child is still getting the experience and enjoying the fun of the, of the whole thing together. I, I always yeah. liken it to dual control, you know, so if they have to put the reins on, they can, can't they? <laughs> Just to manage the, the, the yeah, actual um, pace. They can get to the stage where a child could run connected to the dog without an adult connected as well. But even in those situations, I think if they're going downhill, if they're running near a road, I would always probably recommend that they still connect to the child for those situations or only choose trails to run where there isn't any hills, isn't any roads and you can't really get anywhere that's going to be dangerous. And what sort of distances do you cover with them and and how do you make it interactive and fun? I only ever cover a 2k distance when I do the junior sessions. Um, I plan out a really easy route with really wide paths so that we can always run alongside each other um, and just make it really casual, easy sessions where you could just do some running intervals, walking intervals, and there's no pressure on the kids whether they want to stop halfway through the run and don't want to do the full 2K. Um, Just make it really easy going and enjoyable. Super. And Marianne, you're um, obviously your teenager. You weren't attached to the dog at the same time. She obviously was <laughs> running with no, with her own gear. No, we, we initially tried the, the kids belt on her, but we found that the normal size dog fit belt was actually really good for her already at the age of 13. So that wasn't an issue. And 
because we set off walking at a very slow pace, she kind of got a feel for it before we started to break into a little jog. And yeah, the, the combination worked just right for them. But I do have two uh, nine-year-old twins who are now starting to get a little bit antsy as well. And they want to have a go. Yeah. So what Steph's just suggested will, I think, be the better setup for us as well now to have me in control of the dog and then one of the twins running alongside me attached with a separate shorter line. I think, I think you're going to need to get more dogs, aren't you? <laughs> I'm always for that, yes. Can never have too many dogs. <laughs> and did you see the relationship between your daughter and the, the dog change once they started canny crossing? Um, very much so. He, it's, it's funny. In our house, the person who runs with the dog gets the most affection. Oh. And I can really see they get the most excited when Erin, out of all the girls, comes down the stairs because they associate her with fun, going yeah. out, having a great time. And yeah, definitely their relationship is, is really, really good. And it's lots of fun to watch as well. Oh, lovely to hear. Do, do you think your eldest will want to take Kenny Cross further and maybe compete? At the moment, she's taken a little bit more of a backseat. Um, the first lockdown we had, she had very little schoolwork, so that really benefited us. The second lockdown, she's had a lot more work on, and she's decided she wants to be a writer and has just finished her first novel. So that's taken up an awful lot wow. of her work. And yeah, yeah Candy Cross, she still goes out with me. Um, the thing with teenagers is that they have a rhythm all of their own. So asking her to come out for a 6 a.m. session with me is never going to happen. She likes to sleep in and go to bed late like most teenagers. And <laughs> she still comes out, just does not as much as she used to. And I'm hopeful that, you know, as time goes on and, and school comes down a little bit, that she'll pick it up again. I'm sure that she will. Super. And uh, Steph, um, so when you've got um, customers coming along to classes with their with their children, is there a minimum and a maximum age that you're taking? I've never had a minimum or maximum. Um, I've only always just gone on what age they want to bring, try and work out how to um, create a session with that age, relevant age group. Um, and so I've had four-year-olds up to 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds, the, the older they get, the more competitive they seem to get and they all want to start racing each other. So I think you need to be really careful with your age categories and make sure there isn't any two young ones running against the old ones that will want to just beat everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm curious, Steph, as well, what about the parents' reaction when they see their child taking part in Canyon Cross? Have you got some stories to share with us about that? Yeah, so there's one particular story um, of a client who she didn't actually own a dog and her child had shown quite a few signs of being very nervous around dogs. And she actually wanted to join the sessions running with my dog, knowing that my dog had quite a good working temperament for Canyon Cross and he just puts his head down and goes. So she actually um, signed up so that they could run together and get her son used to being connected to a dog and being around dogs. And that was just such a fabulous day just to see them both out enjoying themselves and at the end of the day he wanted to hug the dog and just was so much happier in the company it was lovely it's um it's interesting you when you talk about the children being competitive um I've last well last year at the last um european championships there is a junior section 
And my gosh, those kids are fast. And they are obviously, I think they've come to the sport probably through their parents competing. And, you know, it's just it's just amazing to see because they one, they have no fear. And two, they are just so speedy. And it's it's so lovely to see youngsters coming into any sport um, because that's the kind of the future. And um, yeah, it, it, it's really good. And hopefully when those big events start up again, we'll see more kind of youngsters coming through the ranks. So for anyone that's um, that's listening that is keen for the, their child to start canny crossing, what advice would you give Marianne? Um, keep it fun. I think children and dogs, actually, maybe everybody, learns best in a fun environment. Don't take it too seriously because if the fun isn't there, it just, it doesn't happen. Um yeah, definitely. And, and and look at your canny cross journey as a journey rather than just a, a static something. Every day is going to be different. Every session is going to be different. And that's the beauty of it. It's a real, real adventure. Definitely keep the fun in there. How do you keep the fun element in that then? A good sense of humour, a coffee and a <laughs> cake at the end. <laughs> have a good chat. You know, I, I think... You see it with adults as well. They have expectations, and I think that's all great. You can set yourself goals. You can set yourself targets, and it it can be very, very motivating. But the dog-owner relationship, I think, is key in Canny Cross, and that has, to me at least, it's got to take priority. Absolutely. And how about you, Steph? What um, what advice would you give for someone listening to this that's that say their child has shown interest? What what would you advise them? Yeah, I'd probably start with asking them to look for a really good waist belt for a child because if they're not wearing something that fits right or wiggles, they just get annoyed with it and will fidget and then they wouldn't end up wearing it right and then you're looking at damaging their back. So I think definitely choosing the right kit for it and then just finding really easy routes that you know where you can just make it fun and add in some goals like let's run to that bridge and then we can walk and just uh, no pressure, just keep it really fun. Yeah, absolutely, and re- and rewarding the dog as well. I think that's um, that's even at the even at the top level. When in our recent podcast with Sarah Gillam, uh, competing at international level, I think after every one k, she stops and um, rewards the dog. So that's a that's a good thing for for kids to be understanding as well. Yeah. And I think a lot of what we see that the elite level, like Georgie Gare as well, is just for children. It's it's very inspirational for children to see people like that achieving at that level. And I totally agree, Marianne, it's about making it fun, like any sport with a child, for them to then choose to stick with it. And, um, you know, it's very special that they get to build that bond with the dogs. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see your eldest, you know, in between book deals. Maybe we'll see her on the trails competing and representing Team Dog Fit. That would be nice to see. <laughs> Just if you can pass on the word for us. <laughs> um well, it's been really fascinating chatting to you about like, like getting children into the sport. And, you know, as Janetta said just now, you know, it's it's really wonderful when you do see children taking part and we actively encourage it. And, and I think, you know, one of the things that stands out for me is that Canny Cross is very much a, a you know, family-friendly sport. It's a great way to um, build the bond with the dog, but also with the parents, as you said, Marianne. It's a really um, great opportunity. And I think during the restrictions and lockdown even more so um, and coming out of um, the restrictions you know we'd actively encourage people to get involved um, and get in touch with with you guys and our other partners just to you know it's not just for adults as we've said um, so we just want to 
close with one question we always like to ask people on our podcast is um if we start with you Steph um what would be your one piece of advice for someone who's never done canny cross but considering taking it up the one thing I like to tell everybody because they always ask this when I say about group sessions is that they shouldn't assume their running ability would hold them back because most people are worried that they'll join a canicross class and everyone will whiz off and they'll never be able to keep up. And I think the best thing about canicross is that everyone's so supportive and welcoming. So actually, it doesn't matter if you take 10 hours to walk two kilometres, you'll all have someone who'll want to be there with you, supporting you and encouraging you and your dog to just keep going. Um, So that's definitely the best advice. Just don't worry about your ability, go for it. And what about you, Marianne? Yeah, my my advice would be to to get in touch with your local trainer through DogFit and you can get started from there and during your introduction session you can ask as many questions as you like, try the kit, relax and see if you and your dog enjoy it and if you do, there are classes and groups you can just join to run with other people should you want to, you know, you can do it as you like yourself on your own with other people it's it's very individual it is social and we're all a very friendly bunch so you know chill out and 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 get in touch and and don't don't stress it's it's bound to be a lot of fun oh absolutely thank you so much guys for joining us today it's been really interesting hearing about the children coming through and how we can encourage them as a company obviously we're very keen um, to introduce them into the sport in in the right way and who knows some of those children in our our classes might be the future canny cross international champions so um yeah it'll be great to be watching that progress thank you thank you both very much thank you for listening to this episode of talk canny cross we really hope that you've enjoyed it but don't forget to hit subscribe so we can keep you up to date and let you know when the next episode comes out happy canny crossing <coughs>